So obviously want to dig into the new album some and talk about the Chaos and Carnage tour and look in the rear view mirror a little bit. But uh, let's dig into the album to get things going here. I mean, with the past couple years that we've all had to endure here in every band I talked to, kind of curious of the timeline for the new album Fury. Like, take me back to, say, March 17th of 2020. That's kind of when the whole world closed down. Where were you guys at with the new album Fury? Had you started writing it, not written anything, written a couple songs? Take me back to that time period. So actually, at that point, we had a EP that we were um, just finishing up. So we dropped that right at the beginning of the pandemic. And we just said, you know what? People need this. Like right now, it, you know, it's horrible for everybody. So we dropped it, even though like everybody was kind of on pause. Nobody wanted to do any releases during that time. We're just like, you know what? Let them have it and we'll move along and write, you know, the next record. So after we dropped that EP, we began writing the, the next record and that was that was so much different because um, we had to write it over Skype. You know, that's how we did it just to be safe and, you know, just to keep everybody safe. We're like, let's just do it over Skype. We wrote half of it over Skype and then we had a long break. Uh, we did a couple shows when things calmed down and then it went right back up and we had to kind of go back into, you know, lockdown and all that stuff. And, and then that's when we started writing the second half. So it was a really long stretched out period, but it actually benefited the record because we got to sit on some songs and change things. And so it, it really worked out for the best. It was crazy. Yeah, that's m- the fascinating thing for me is like talking to bands. Some bands had it all written and, and recorded and literally just sat on it for a year, year and a half or whatever. And then other bands tinkered around and you know, added some triangle and some ear candy and stuff in there. So it's always kind of curious. So you had about, you had nothing at the beginning of the pandemic and then about half in one year and half in the other year, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. We got that done right, right about at the end when things started going back to normal and, you know, things started opening back up and we dropped it, you know, ASAP. We got everything rolling as soon as possible. You know, we booked the Chaos and Carnage tour and we're like, this is it. This is perfect. It lines up perfect with our timeline so what better a tour to drop it on than than this one well, dude, I'm loving the album. I mean, all kind of shredding going on from you, Code of Honor and Humbling My Skin. And I was kind of curious, too, you know, speaking of, of aside from the shred, man, I was curious with the uh, with the vocals. Are you mixing in some of that clean singing or is that all Danny? No, that's actually our younger brother, Thomas, who's seen in San Antonio. And um, so bringing him on was just a no-brainer. We're just like, you know, we would love to have you play bass and sing and add your, your voice to our arsenal and he, he was like let's go so now it's us three brothers on stage and then tito just slamming the drums so it's awesome the way things have worked out yeah it brings a cool like dynamic to the to the band and giving some different sounds obviously you have the, you bring the brutality too but it kind of gives some different texture and some different layers and different sounds kind of like uh, i was going to touch upon too i love the uh, sing scream going on and like kill the ego and thunderheart too yeah, exactly. It was, it was perfect. Like just adding him in. We all three, you know, do vocals on this. We chant and it's just it's awesome to have have um, just such a variety to work with. Yeah, because that's a problem with, you know, death metal sometimes is it all sounds one song. You know, every song kind of sounds the same. So when you're mixing up those vocals, it kind of keeps you more on your toes. And then it also makes the heavier parts heavier when you have that that balance of some some not as heavy parts, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We just blend it all together and just, you know, just pound it in. It's awesome, man. I love it. Kind of curious. Do you have a favorite tune on the new album? Uh, for me, it's Shapeshifter. That one uh-huh. is just, oh man, it has a little bit of everything and it takes me back to our, our second album and it just, the vibes are, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of nostalgic in a sense. And, and we had a lot of fun writing the lyrics for that one too, because we're kind of at, at this, uh, we're, we got a little stuck 
came up with the idea to just have fun with this one and we, we did a song about a werewolf and it's kind of like that's what the song's about a shapeshifter you know so it's cool and it works out it's a brutal song the the whole theme tied in and it was just a fun song it was great so i gotta be ask you then if shapeshifter is about a werewolf was uh snake eyes was that talking dice or gi joe uh, no, no, that's just more, I think, more towards uh, the industry and the dark side of, of things that go on and stuff like that. You know, sometimes there's, there's some shady characters out there that t- take advantage of you. Or, you know, I guess it, for anybody's sense, you know, in, in, in the world. Yeah, there's all those villains out there, no matter what walk of life you're in. Yeah, exactly. So how many songs are you squeezing into the uh, Chaos and Carnage set? How many new songs off of the Fury album? We're cut a little short, so we got 35 minutes, so we slammed in two new songs because the album has just dropped. So we're like, let's just give them a little taste. And, you know, we're lining up things for um, this, for uh, the fall. We're going to be lining up a headliner, so there we'll be jamming out more of the, of the new album for sure. Cool, and that'd be a good time to release uh, Shapeshifter in the fall, doing, you know, Wolfman and all that, you know. Kind of <laughs> out. Yeah, heck yeah, we could do some theme merch for that. Heck yeah, some werewolf, werewolf merch. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I really love this Chaos and Carnage tour just from a fan perspective. It's such a diverse lineup. Like, okay, everyone's got that death quality, but no one sounds like anybody. It's a really cool lineup. Oh, yeah. We've just been talking about it amongst ourselves. And it's like, this is the heaviest tour of the year. Like, there's no doubt about it. And um, the fans are showing up every night. It's selling out every night. Like, this tour is going to sell out every single day. And it's crazy. It's just people are, are going insane. It's been a, a great way to come back out swinging, you know, for all of us, for every band on the tour. And we're just, we're all friends. We've all toured together. So it makes things really easy. Is there any band that you're old friends with or that you make sure to watch uh, side stage every night? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I try to watch them all. Honestly, I love them all. And like, we've been touring together for years and years and literally everyone on this tour. So it's great. You know, every night I try, I try, I literally try <laughs> to see them all because I, I love them just as much as touring with them. I'm a fan. And I'm kind of curious, we got you in Southern California here the last two dates, uh, June 3rd at House of Blues Anaheim, and then June 4th, Regent Theater in downtown L.A. Come on, be honest, any any end of tour hijinks going to be planned out for either of those shows? Oh, we definitely have something up our sleeves, and we've been getting ready for it. So we're, we're just waiting for the right opportunity. So I think um, somewhere around there should be should be the perfect time. <laughs> Without giving that one away, can you think of another good end of tour prank that you've uh, done before that you could share? Oh man, yeah, we did we did our friends dirty one time, and I'm not gonna lie, it was, it was pretty messed up. But um, we opened up a can of sardines in their van right before they left tour. So they and it was it was in the middle of summer, and their AC had broke down, so they had to ride all the way home, and they couldn't find it, and they're just like they didn't know what happened, and they had to air out their van for weeks, and oh. I was just like, oh man. Can you say the band and win? Oh, yeah, it was our friends in Fallen Figure. This is, oh, man, this is in our early days, like, before we even signed. But I'll just never forget that tour. And, and um, those guys, uh, Dan Sugarman is now in um, Iceland Kills. So he plays guitar for them. And Sonic, was, they were all in As Bloodwind's Black. So they, they turned into what was it, As Bloodwind's Black. Oh, yeah, I remember that band. That was a killer band. Dude, uh, one thing I got to get into with you on, on kind of a more of a sad note, we've been joking around, having some fun, but dude, on a sad note, rest in peace, Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia murder, who you guys played Warp Tour together and even OzFest meets NotFest and wanted to see if you could share any stories or memories of the late, great Trevor Sternad. Oh man, every every memory I have is a great one. He was just the, the coolest dude and I'm, everybody feels the same way. It was such a 
such a dark day on our tour because literally all of us have toured with him or have, have met him or, you know, just hung out with him. So it was just really rough. But yeah, every every chance I hung out with him on that tour, on what tour, he's just the coolest dude. And I, could, I couldn't believe that he was so genuine and down to earth. And, you know, that's the thing about the metal community is, you know, we always get painted as this brutal, dark, you know, whatever, angry. Everyone I meet is just the nicest person. The, the, the more brutal, the nicer they are. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and it's no different with Trevor, man. He was just, he was a staple. Like I, all of us grew up watching Black Dahlia and, and taking influence from them. So it's just tough to even think, to even still just imagine that he's gone, you know, and we're not going to hear any of his badass music. You know, he's not going to be able to create any more amazing music for us. It's sad. Yeah, I loved, I loved talking to the guy and got to hang out with him once or twice and uh, just the nicest and such an encyclopedia of music and I loved his laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's contagious, man. He's, he's, he's awesome. Lastly, dude, I wanted to hit you with, uh, we're one of those old school radio stations. We do mandatory metallic every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of and kind of curious if, if you can remember the first uh, Metallica tune you learned on guitar or, or even bass. Oh, man, it was definitely um, The Four Horsemen. From Kill 'Em All on bass, yeah. I was originally a bass player first, so and I remember learning that song front to back. It was like my mission. I was like, I gotta learn this song. Like, listen to the bass. This is meant <laughs> for a bass player. So I spent nights and nights and nights just trying to figure it out. And yeah, eventually I I, I figured out how to play the whole song. That's that's my jam. <laughs> I wonder why that one. That one just stuck with you. Did you grab the bass tabs or just try to learn it off a of ear? No, back then I I didn't have any kind of like technology it was just cassette i would record it off the radio and then just play it back and learn it by ear and just keep doing that over and over again in my bedroom <laughs> wow and what a legend cliff burton i mean another guy that went way too soon and and what he did with the bass and the, all, adding all the pedals and everything the distortion to it oh man i love that and that's the thing when i would jam in my room i would actually practice to do a guitar amp so i would crank up the distortion and just <laughs> try to is that your favorite metallica tune i always have my guest pick a metallica tune would that be your pick the four horsemen then yeah that would be mine personally i love that song even though it's a throwback like i, I just that one is just it's sentimental to me so that's my jam <laughs> beautiful man can't wait for the tour i'll be at the uh, anaheim show hopefully here awesome i appreciate you man thank you so much safe travels out there and best of luck with the record and tour all right you too man take care thanks bye-bye Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.